When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're not against rap. We're not against rappers. But we are against those. Something big about to happen. I hear the beat tapping. We some fly rhyming felines rapping on the track. Better yet, grab a gat, cause we hot like. And so, doors closed, windows up, cause that's the way we like to ride. Windy City hitting. Check mic 1212. We live, baby. Hey Chicago, and welcome back to Speak Your Mind Radio. I'm your hostess with the mostess, Queen Star, aka Miss Hip Hop. And today we have a dope guest with us. I would say she's dope. Um, she's an actor, she's a singer, and she is um, a producer of her own production company called D's Flowers. D's Sunflowers, sorry. Yeah, it's okay. And she's from California, y'all. And she's, by the way, of Michigan. So we're going to get into that. And yeah, so without further ado, bringing up next to the mic, like I said, all the way from California, my homegirl, Doris Bumpus. What's up? Hi. Hi. How are you all? Thank you for having me. (laughs) Yeah, I'm happy you came along, man. Um, I really like what you do, your style. um, And I want to actually get into that. Okay. What drew me to you was the fact that you played Billie Holiday in a playwright. And I thought that was incredible because there's not a lot of people that can um, embody her. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think you did a wonderful job singing Strange Fruits. That captured (laughs) my soul. It just felt like, um, you know, when she first came out with the song, like thinking like oh it's so beautiful and it, it, she the way she sung it was beautiful but right. she was talking from the soul of the pain that she was talking about yes yes absolutely talk about that um so we uh, so we were I was just kind of taking on a, a, the journey of how I came about doing her story um a friend of mine had a birthday party and she loved um, them, their eyes, and so she and she loved the movie. Her favorite movie was Lady um, uh, Lady Sing the Sings the Blues, and which you know that's loosely based on um, the Billie Holiday story. And so I had been looking for a one woman show, and um, and I was thinking, I said, I wonder is there something out there about Billie Holiday. And when I did the Google search, um, Lady Day at Emerson's Bar and Grill came up. And Audrey McDowell, who is Broadway's royalty, um, was the person that started that that particular um, uh, stage play. And it was done, um, like I said, in New York. And they ended up doing like a, um, a film of that particular uh, uh, show. And so I was able to see it and watch it. And I was like, you know, I could do that. And part of the show uh, music soundtrack has got um, Strange Fruit. So we ended up, um, I researched to find out if I could get the, um, 
the um, license and I did. And so we were able to get the license and, you know, went through the, everything to, you know, put the show up and Strange Fruit, of course, is one of the most iconic uh, songs that she had done. And so we had a really good run. I did the show in 2018, 2019. And so my musical uh, director, who was also my Jimmy in that particular production, um, he said, you know, like, why don't we just produce the song? Because he kind of did his own arrangement. Mm-hmm. Both of us come from gospel background. Yeah. And um, what I loved about working with him is, you know, his approach to the music was, you know, you keep, there's only one Billie Holiday. Yeah. So you, you, you are a singer within your own right. You just need to tell the story. Mm-hmm. And then, but we musically, you, you have to do who you are. You have to be true to who you are. So we did kind of put a different approach on Strange Fruit and, you know, really, um, I, I, I brought my gospel yeah. flair to it and my own pain and things that I had dealt with in my era of, you know, dealing with racism and what have you. And that's how we came up with the song and, and the whole concept. Well, that was pretty dope, like I said, because like you said, Billy, Hol- it's only one Billie Holiday and she's so right. iconic. So yeah. for people like us to continue on carrying her legacy and telling I her know. It's incredible. It really is. It really is. And I'm amazed at how she, because I think she would be 102 or three right now. 107. 107. Yeah, because she just had would have had a birthday. Yeah. And I, I was just thinking, like, why are we still, in, you know, um, intrigued with her? But it really is her story. It was such. You know, it was it was tragic. And um, but then there were some, you know, really good um, spots there as well for her as an artist. Um, and it's just amazing that her story is still alive today. And I'm just excited to be able to be a part of it. Yeah, because, I, you know, honestly, I'm going to just be honest. Like, I, I just felt like, you know, the people that play her like you and Andre Day, you know, in the Billy Monday, the, uh, um, not documentary, but I just say film. But, yeah. you know, I felt like she visited you guys and was like, okay, do this, do that, you know? <laughs> she does it's interesting because I I was asking my husband the other day I said is it weird for me to say I love her because I just feel like you know in studying her story of you know viewed you know um lots and lots of footage you know read about her books and what have you and um it's like I know her and I I can feel her through the songs it's like I can look in her eyes you know I, I call myself um I'm, you know, I'm more, I, I consider myself an empath. So I'm able to really kind of feel people and just kind of what they're, they're um, dealing with. And, and through some of the footage, you can just see, you know, some of the um, things that she was going with. So when, when I'm, I'm doing the show, that's what I try to do. I, I put myself in her position. What would she be feeling? If, you know, saying these things and recounting her story, uh, what was going on in her mind and, and so that's how I'm, I'm able to, you know, I guess, embody her, if you will. Um, okay. Yeah. I like the way you said that you're an empath and that's how you kind of like, you know, feel through people. And mm-hmm. you know that I saw that, how, how was it like meeting the, the man who arrested Billie Holiday, like in backstage? Right. <laughs> so the way that came about his daughter. So we did a, um, a Sunday series in San Francisco at Boxcar Theater. And so it was every Sunday starting in February, every third Sunday in February, we did two shows, a three o'clock show and an eight o'clock show. And this was my last show 
on Father's Day in June. And um, the, a woman came up to me and she said, can I take a picture with you? And so I was, of course. And so we were taking a picture. She said, you know, my dad arrested Billie Holiday. Um, he was a um, arresting officer when she was doing a show here in San Francisco. And that has always, he always talks about it. And it always bothered him that he had to do that because she was a great artist, but he had the warrant there and it was his job. You know, and it was something he had to do. So when he went to the um, the uh, club that she was at to arrest her, he let her, you know, he told her, told him that he was there, but let her finish the show and then had her told her, OK, come on, you know, I'm going to have to, you know, you do have to go with me afterwards. But he didn't. Um, you know, make a scene of it. Um, I guess he did arrest her because I have the actual handcuffs. <laughs> and so, um, but, you know, he said she just came down to the station and then, you know, I guess they must, uh, she log her in or sign her in, but then she ended up leaving, you know, right out. But he was saying how that always stuck in his heart and how he hated that he had to do that because she was such a lovely, a lovely woman. And he was really nice um, to me. And I, um, ended up, I th we went over and met with him and I, I sang to him and I, I went to his birthday party and you could just see kind of the, um, it, it's a, it almost like it gave him a, um, a resolve because it, it, it bothered him that he had to do that. And um, so I don't know how, you know, whatever his thing was going on in his mind, I guess he connected the two of us and it just kind of gave him a resolve of, of that time. I I've I felt that um you know how old he was his age 90 he had to be like not in nine I think it was like 96 or 97 wow that yeah. he didn't look it because he was a, a um, very handsome man um even in his older age he's really and really just really nice yeah very nice. Yeah. so but you know it was the time and so he had to do his job yeah that's that was it was just strange watching it because it oh, there you go strange but it, it just right like, you know in the movie she was like uh well your grandchildren will be knowing this song you know like I right was, and there you have it yes and absolutely her um godson is one of the um he is the um he he um is one of the um we have a, tr a transit system out here it's called bard it's the um like the rail system electric rail system and he is one of the um executives on that particular board and I actually invited him to one of our shows he wasn't able to attend it um but he did respond back to me and you know and say you know thank you and I'm gonna I'm getting ready to do the show again and so I'll invite him um again so hopefully he can come you know that would be dope um, yeah I want to ask you about your previous life and um okay Michigan. What part of Michigan were you from? Detroit. I was born in Detroit, but raised in Grand Rapids. Oh, okay. Grand Rapids mm -hmm. in the house. Shout out. <laughs> okay. Oh, you know Grand Rapids? Oh, yeah, yeah. I have many artists that come on here from Grand Rapids. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. And I went to um, East Kentwood High School, graduated from there. That's yeah. Cool. So yeah. your experience living in Detroit and like making that transition onto Cali, so I had never actually lived in Detroit. I was adopted at the age of two. My mother was 14 when she had me. So she gave me up for adoption. And so the, my, the parents that, the folks that adopted me lived in Grand Rapids. So that's where I was actually raised. All my, I know all my history is there. Um, Grand Rapids was, um, 
I was happy because well, I have my dad's a minister. So he was called to a church out here in, to California. And I was, I was super happy to be moving to California because I always knew I was, I wanted to, you know, be in the um, industry, so to speak. Um, and we ended up, so we came out here right after I graduated from high school and um, I went to LA and college and what have you. And it was, a, it was an interesting um, transition, but it, it worked well for me because I, I love California. And so I went to school in Southern California for about a a year or so and then I came back to the Bay Area and not been here ever since but um I, I was glad to be away from from Grand Rapids I, I'm sorry I you know have family there but California is home to me <laughs> I definitely feel that now talk about um the first time you had the epiphany to start your production company because that's interesting you're an owner yeah so what happened was um so I started really acting about 10 years ago and, you know, auditioning and um, it's a, a, a really, I was very competitive. I have a job that I, my day job, I've been there for 20, it'll be 24 years in June. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm a manager on my job as well. So what was hap- what started to happen was when you go to these auditions, I mean, and some people, this is their life. This is their livelihood. This is how they make their living. And, you know, for me, it's like, I'm the type of person where your your no doesn't mean that I wasn't good enough. It it just means that I didn't fit the part, right? And so, and I just got tired of kind of hearing and that that whole thing that was going on. And I was like, you know, I think I could do this myself. And so I just researched, how do you go about um, doing a show? And we've done other things in church because we're, I'm really active in my church. And so I just researched, you know, what would it be like to do your, my, you know, do your own show. And I had saw a, um, a one woman show by um, Vanessa Conaway had did it. Vanessa Calloway, is it Calloway? Calloway, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Vanessa Calloway, and she did Zora, Zora Neale Hurston, it was a one-woman show, and I tried my hardest to get to that, um, that playwright to say, hey, can I do that show, and she was like, no, this is specifically for her, and I was like, you know what, I'm gonna do my own, and so that's how I started researching, and then, you know, at that point, it was like, you know, I could produce this myself, and um, that's how the whole D Sunflower came about is, you know, I to produce my own show and, um, you know, we're working on doing some other things as well in the, in the future. But, you know, I tell a lot of my, my little young millennial friends, my, my children, you know, you put yourself in a really um, good position when you have other options in life. Okay. I'm all, if you want to work a nine to five, great. But always have something for yourself, right? Always, um, and have other things. So every, all your eggs aren't in one basket. So if this person tells you, no, you're like, you know what? I got something to do over here. So when I didn't make this audition, I didn't get this commercial, whatever, I knew that I had my, you know, production company. I was working on something, you know, for me, if something didn't work out and, you know, maybe on my job or something, it's like, you know what? I have something else that I'm working on. So everything is just not all in one, one basket and you have other things to look forward to, other things to work on. And it just keeps you relevant, keeps you, you know, um, I guess busy. And, you know, that, that's, so that's kind of how that uh, came about. That 
is so freaking inspirational right there. Uh, you were not uh, deteriorated by the word no. You were actually motivated. And Motivate. That's a beautiful thing because a lot of people get like stuck in the box like, oh, I can't do it. Come on, come on, come on. Yeah. But you can though. You so, can. Let me ask you a question. Since you know you can, what do you think about the theory of it takes 10 years to like actually achieve your dream? You never um, I had, yeah, you know, again, in the time that we live in now, restrictions and these timelines, they really are, it's almost like, it's a new point because, I mean, just look at the way the world is today. The world around us is forever changing, right? And so the, the only way, only reason why you, you're limited is because you limited yourself, all the knowledge is out there. We, you know, I think about me coming up and even trying to research cert certain things. I had to go to certain people to get it. Well, now all that stuff is here. You know, your own, you can make your own videos, your own music. Think about when we were, um, folks were dependent upon these record labels and these record companies, right? You can do your own and if you, you buy the equipment and cut your own record and and put it out on digital um, platforms all over because there's several different other platforms out there. The main thing for folks today in today's time is educating yourself. To me, timelines, they don't mean anything. It's, it's up to you how hard you are willing to work, how you know, much you are going to discipline yourself, what type of research are you going to do, how, what's your networking like, who are you connecting yourself to, right? That to me, is way more uh, important or relevant than um, putting timelines. I get, it, I get it. So it's like, it's not so much of what you know, it's who you know too. Who it's you know. Both, like, you know, that makes Yes. Yes. Well, who you know is super important. Because <laughs> a lot of things we see out here and we compare ourselves to, they people have connect they know you know they know people they have connections you know they'll say hey you know my my son or my daughter's friend has this you know can you bring them over and you know we kind of collaborate on certain things and that's how stuff happens you know so no no time limits no time timelines um, no timelines and educating yourself makes you timeless that's right you spoke a word right there you that's that's right makes yourself timeless definitely um hey doors girl um <laughs> so many questions to ask like I, where do I start? okay so i just want to talk about your two eps but i want to talk about the first one god bless the child the special tribute that you did to billy holiday um how did you come mm -hmm. up with complications complications compli complications of songs um, on that particular album, what are your what are your favorite or what are they the, like the most popular? Um, they were uh, some of the the couple of the popular ones, um, and then God bless the child, of course, was again when you if you look at the um, you listen to Billie Holiday and several folks that have done God bless the child, they pretty much do it kind of similar. Um, this particular arrangement, my musical director Willis Hickerson. Uh, Junior, who um, produced the um, the EP for me, he put a different spin on it. He uh, he was the uh, musical uh, director for the Wilmington Chester uh, Choir. So 
um, he, you know, his stamp on that particular um, music really um, had a lot to do with, you know, it, it's a total arrangement is why one of the reasons why we came up with this. And um, the other songs, of course, Strange Fruit. Mm-hmm. And then the other ones were kind of some of the pop ones that she did. Yeah. Popular ones. Yeah. Wow. Um, I, I was wondering that because I did go back and forth. I was like, let me listen to God Bless the Child when Billie Holiday sang it. Uh-huh. When Doris Bumpus sang that. You feel me? Mm-hmm. And the difference that I caught was, I feel like it was just uh, obvious. Like, just the sounding of it was like, okay, I'm back, back back in the 1920s and then now I'm here 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 in 2020s you know and I saw that bridge like it was no longer a gap it was clear okay so so did you feel and I'm I'm curious to ask you did you feel so it was okay that that I I did that arrangement because I I was you know I was kind of like I wonder if people are offended by that but that's just kind of what you know the song spoke to me in, in that way. No, it wasn't offensive. It, it made more clarity because, you know, I was not born in that period. I'm here. And okay. I like that. I, I like the fact that you even told that song, God Bless the Child, because that song was iconic in its own way, too. Maybe not as popular, so to speak, as the others, like Strange mm-hmm. Person. But mm-hmm. you were talking about a mom. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, her mom was like, right. Like, I can't give you, keep giving you money. Da, 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 da. Right. And she was like, okay, you know, really had that attitude, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she said that um, her mother, she asked her mother for money and she told her no. And she said, you know, she said, well, to herself, well, God. Uh, it, it froze, Doris. Dang. God bless the child that has his own, basically. Oh no, I have to stop it. Doris, can you hear me? Did you still listen? Guys, I'll be right back. I'm gonna edit this part, okay? Oh no. Stop. No, she's still in here. Invite. It is really exciting. I need my computer, y'all. I'll be. I'm so sorry. My internet went out. No, that's okay. Yeah, we've been going in and out with ours as well really yes well it's just not an illinois thing no i'm trying to i'm just trying to get rid of this so i can see everything what the heck upgrade no i'm not upgrading okay one second doors because it's not even i don't know what the heck okay well anyway i just can't see myself i can see you and it's still recording so that's perfect okay Okay, so um, let me go on to my next questions. Uh, well, the, yeah, like I said, the arrangement itself was just a beautiful um, piece, you know? Okay. And you you definitely paid homage to Billie Holiday. Definitely, you know? Oh, good, good, good. I'm glad. I'm glad. You're welcome. <laughs> let me ask you a question, because you did a lot of plays, sis. You, uh, the play I want to ask you about is... Um, for colored girls who considered suicide at the mm. end of the night, Lady Brown. Mm-hmm. Um, that was really a um, that was a challenge for me because I so the director that I worked with, Terrence Ivory, 
he actually is a the first person that kind of gave me my my shot in um, this this whole world of acting. Um, he was doing the Wiz, and that's how I, I did the Wiz with him. And um, he was a professor uh, at this uh, community college, and so they were doing for for colored girls. And so he cast me for the Lady in Brown, and that was it was interesting because I was the oldest one there, and that particular piece has a lot of monologues Mm -hmm. and um so that was really my first uh experience with doing monologues and um it was it was interesting and uh, but the fact that I was able to get through it 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 was it was a a neat experience and then the the young ladies that I I did the show with they were they were phenomenal Mm -hmm. and just working with them and their energy um, just really inspired me to just continue on and, 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 you know, know that there is a place, you know, continue to know there is a place and, and, you know, in this particular, um, feel, you know, for, for, for me and, and that I can work with any age group, any demographic, you know, I, I can, I can, you know, work with them. So it, it was fun. It was a really, um, intense, uh, piece. I think the lady in red, hers was the most, uh, dramatic piece so I'm glad at first I wanted that but I'm glad someone else had to do that because that that was a lot of um gripping emotion on that into those particular into that particular um character Lady Red that's the one that was the, that's uh, Janet Jackson yeah that was I think that was that no that was um yeah you're right uh Kim was it Kimberly Elise yeah I can't remember <laughs> yeah yeah, that that was a where the the baby her baby yeah, was yeah yeah that one it was just really really intense um I know the yeah. I mean I'm, I'm talking like I did it before too I mean I was, oh you did okay. yeah I was um what was I? yellow oh yeah oh yellow okay okay that was fun too. oh my gosh that's crazy because she had like to do the <laughs> part and I had to like go back and forth I'm like oh my god yeah oh so you took place too yeah, um, oh, I've cool. it now, but it's cool with all the act and stuff. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Okay, so I don't, I don't want to keep staying on the music, but I do because I want to talk about your other EP. Um, God, no, we already did that one. God, He will take care of you. Mm-hmm. That was, you know, I was listening to it last Sunday as well, and it just filled my heart right here. Like it just. Like, yeah, this is it. This is where you're supposed to be. You know what I'm saying? You're supposed to always stay connected to he, you know, to God. And I just feel so good when I hear your voice singing like that, because like, I'm one of those chicks like, oh, I listen to all types of music, but you know what I'm saying? I'll skip the the gospel. Right. You sing it. It makes me like, hmm, maybe I could get back into this. COVID goes away. I'll go back to church, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, and God is, um, he is, what is he to you specifically? And that, I think for me, you know, because I'm the type of person where I have to sing what I believe, you know, like, I, I don't like to sing these songs, oh, glory, when I see Jesus, I like, because I'm I'm not trying to die, I got too much to do, girl. You know, my husband's a musician. And I'm like, I can't sing that song. I'm, I, no. 
And even I had a hard time doing his eyes on the sparrow and he had to, you know, really get my head wrapped around. It's like, even if you, that, that song is uh, um, for encourage, you know, encouragement, you know, people feel so low sometimes and so alone and so much in pain till they just want to die. Right. Well, that song is that if, if God can keep the little bird in the air, right? The God that you believe, if he can keep a little bird in the air, well, then he definitely can just, he can watch over you. It's not about religion. And I think that's probably why a lot of young people turn away from God is they're, they're, they've been hurt by religion. And so um, my thing is, you, you know, you, you can see nature that there is a supreme being. Now, you know, I believe in, in, in God, the whole religion part of it, that is subjective, that, that, you know, people, hey, you know, I want to get off into that, but um, it has to, you know, my music, I, I choose music that resonates with me, that I can, I can truly, when I sing it, I know what I'm singing about, and I believe what I'm singing, so if that's coming across in my music, I'm really thankful, and um, I'm glad that you, you were blessed, and that particular song, He Will Take Care of You, I like that song because it can, you know, it's not about religion. Again, it's about he, who's your he, right? We'll take care of you. Right. You know, no matter what it is, no matter what you're going through, he will take care of you. Even if you think like, I, I just, I don't know. Just know that someone's, someone's right there. They, they, they're watching you. They, they got you, you know, and um, it may seem impossible, but he'll, he'll take care of you. Yeah, Doris, that was a beautiful testimony because, yeah, you were right. A lot of young people are shied away from like going to church and, you know, being mm -hmm. super religious and stuff, but you don't have to be super religious in order to believe in something. Believe. Right. Whoever your God is, then go with that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Somebody's right here, like you said. Yeah, he's watching. Yes. So good. Yeah. Cool. Um, Okay, I want to ask you one, not a one more question, but another question. How do you go about casting um, for, your, for your different productions? Okay, um, we, uh, you know, we post and, um, you know, uh, casting notices or what have you and um, go through an audition process. And sometimes you, um, you know, things that we would do, it, we kind of know, like one thing I did before, you kind of knew what you wanted, you were who you wanted to work with, and you may do a piece around that for them mm -hmm. um, that would feature them. And so it just we just go through the normal, you know, uh, casting uh, process. Like with my particular show, we did because the musical director was in charge of all the music. He was the one that got the band members and and what have you. That part. That's uh, cool. Now, what's the youngest cast member you've ever worked with? <laughs> Um, in, not in my production, but in The Wiz, I think she was, she had to be about seven or eight. Wow. Yeah. And you should see her now. She's so beautiful. Um, she was, um, she was a little girl and, um, even though I was Dorothy, she was one of the little munchkins. <laughs> so, so she, but it was, it was cool working with them though. Yeah. That's so cool. Okay, so overall, like, what has been your favorite um, production that you uh, produced? 
Um, well, the, the, the Lady Day at Emerson's Bar and Grill is, is, the, is, is the favorite. And I guess that's kind of selfish because of um, it was me, but specifically me. But that particular thing is because I, I saw that one from A to Z you know, from the licensing, the funding, everything. And, you know, again, we're, we're, we're new and we're just starting. And so I'm hoping that my goal is I'm working with um, um, a brand strategist now and redoing my, um, we're actually doing a website um, to really focus in so I can get, I want to work with more creatives. I want to use our production company as an opportunity for other you know, young creatives to put their dreams out there, you know, to show them and help them produce. I mean, well, help them get their, their work out there. Exactly. So you're building basically your own entity, your own entertainment company. So like have an idea, a playwright and such, you can come to Doris D. Sunflowers. Yes. And we will help you get it out there. Now, let me ask you a question. Um, Okay. If, have, have you seen so far in the creative world, another type of uh, choral poem, like um, for girls who consider suicide at the end of the rainbow? Anything? Uh, I, I haven't, but I'm, I'm sure there is, you know, there's so many different, like we just saw this, um, San Francisco Playhouse just did a piece on Oh gosh, I don't remember the name of it, but it was about a young girl who was up. Um, she was after the hurricane, Hurricane Katrina. She was um, in the Superdome, and she had been, you know, um, violated there. And it it show, showed you kind of what her life went through after that whole incident happened. Um, I have to get the name of it, and I'll and I'll I'll. Um, I'll send it to you, but the, the playwright, young um, African-American woman, she, she wrote this play and it was a fantastic play and I was able to um, view it virtually. And so that was really cool because now, you know, um, theaters have been um, dark since 2000, since, you know, the pandemic. Many theaters are not, uh, that haven't been doing anything and a lot of them had to close their doors because they could just could not afford you know, um, going through the pandemic, but they, this particular, uh, playhouse, they were able to do, um, a virtual show. And so, yeah, that was pretty cool, but yeah, I'll send you the name of that. Cause that was a really good, good um, piece. Yeah. I would love to see that. And speaking of be doing virtual shows, like we're doing right now, yes. uh, you plan on doing any virtual shows? Like yes. Myself can go view you and see you do your thing. Yes, yes, absolutely. I just got cast um, a um, 42nd Moon Street here in San Francisco. Um, they just uh, cast me to do um, Billie Holiday again um, at Lady Day or Emerson's, Emerson's Bar and Grill. And so folks can go on um, the web, their website, 42nd Moon Street, and, and uh, purchase virtual tickets uh, to see the show. It will open May 8th. And it will run through, I think, to the end of the month. I think it's till like May 20th. It's actually on my page. Um, let me just verify that really, really quick. Uh, let's see. When is that? Oh, man. Yeah, because it's going to happen. Ah, why didn't I? I'm so sorry. I should have had that already out. Um, why can't I find it now? Because as, ah, gosh, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Oh, good. Trust me. <laughs> um yeah so it's running may 8th through the 30th 
Okay. And you can ver uh, purchase tickets and um, you'll be able to view it online. All righty then. Mm -hmm. That's going to yeah. be very interesting. Yeah, so it's not my um, production company is not producing it. Um, 42nd Moon Street is, is doing it, but I'm, I'm very um, thankful that they, you know, chose me to, to um, play the role though. So um, just based off the name of your production company, is your favorite flower a sunflower? Yes, can you look? I have them sitting on my desk. This is, I keep them. Little, oh, I love yeah. them. I love sunflowers. Yeah. Why do you love sunflowers so much? Um, I, part of it is the yellow. Yellow is um, very calming. It, it calms me, the, the petals. Sunflowers are just warm. They're about life. They're about um, living. And, and I, I just, I, I love them. Yeah, I don't know why. Yeah, it's lovely. That's beautiful. I, that's my favorite sunflower too. I mean, flower too. It is. Is it? Oh, wow. Yeah, that's why I asked. Um, okay, so I, what I found something very interesting about you. Now, you go by this quote by Mayu, Mayu. Maya Angelou, okay, mm -hmm. and the quote is, people, yes, 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 people will forget what you said, people will forget what you did, but people will never forget how you made them feel. Yes, and I mean, that right there, you know, because it is so important how and the older I get, the more I'm in tune to that feeling, right? Because we, especially as women, we have an intuition, and but a lot of times we um, we ignore it, and not because of uh, necessarily just being ignorant. It's because we were never taught to trust it, right? Um, many things were going on in with us in our childhood, or as we were growing up in our and and. Um, environment didn't allow us to trust it right we didn't have we maybe we didn't have someone that supported us when we told them hey this doesn't feel right they all just just go on you know you're 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 fine you're just or you're just making it up and so many of us that that part of us was never um um uh, developed right so what i'm what i from that quote is you know i'm responsible for um how i you know make a person feel and I really think about that and that's where I, I put I try to put myself in their position you know how would it make me feel right so I, I try to you know really practice that and then also you know I'm paying attention to a person could be saying any whatever to me but how am I feeling what what, what is my body saying you know am I tensing up am I clenching because now I'm starting to learn that now you know I've been in certain situations and I I just had to wait why, why are my teeth um, clenching it's because this person is making me uncomfortable okay why is that doors where is that coming from and so as I, I'm learning more and more um, on how to do that and I hope to you know especially encourage our young um, ladies coming up young mm -hmm. kids coming up one of the things they don't do is talk about um you know those things in school you know and so hopefully that's a whole that's a whole nother soapbox of mine but <laughs> you know yeah that's that's what I live by yeah okay I, I love the way you're thinking I, I swear I do so how what's one of the ways you're implementing that into your own children like how to trust your intuition and how to um 
go along with your discerning spirit. Yeah. So one of the things that, so I just, I, um, my daughter is 31. I have two, I have two daughters. My biological daughter is 31. My stepdaughter is um, 31 as well. And one of the things with, with my daughter, she just had a little girl and she'll be two. And if you want to know the kind of parent you be, you were, watch yourself, watch your children raise their children. <laughs> it's like, I'm sitting here thinking like, oh my God, there's some stuff I should have told her. I should have taught her this. Um, but one of the things is, as a mother, as a young mother, you know, I'm, I'm telling her, well, what are you feeling? You know, when your child is doing certain things, you, your instincts is telling you what to do. Don't listen to other people tell you, oh, you shouldn't do this or you shouldn't do that. What are your instincts telling you to do? Trust that. And, you know, cause a lot of, she calls me a lot and she asks me a lot of questions. And sometimes I think, you know, did I, did I coddle her a little bit too much? Cause I I'm trying to get her trust yourself. You know what to do. You have this. Cause if something ever happened to me, I want you to be able to still live your life. Right. Um, but you know, things that she doesn't like, I'm like, okay, let's sit with that. Why don't you like it? Well, maybe I shouldn't, maybe I should like it. No, if you don't like it, you don't like it. You, you have a right to not like it. And so I'm trying to, um, maybe, uh, do some, teach some lessons that maybe I should have taught when she was a little younger, but I was young, a young mom as well. So it's just, yeah, I'm trying to make up for it now. And even my, my, um, my, my um, bonus daughter, I talked to her a lot about how do you feel? Trust that, you know, a guy, you meet a guy, if, if he's not saying what you, what you want to hear, it's okay. You don't have to be okay with him liking you. You know, you're beautiful. Other people will like you, right? You don't have to just be nice to him. But what is it? What? How does it make you feel when you're in his presence? You know, and so just making them think more is is kind of my way of trying to um, help them and encourage them. That's so. Yeah. <laughs> I'm serious. I, I had a lovely conversation with you. I actually don't care. I, I mean, I want to get to know you more. But, uh, oh yeah, we definitely can hook it up. Because I, I, I want to. Um, because you know we. My dad passed a church on Pulaski um, Road there in Chicago. So from seventh grade to um, 12th grade, we um, traveled back and forth from Grand Rapids to Chicago. For five years. To go for, yeah, to go to church. Yes. So I'm, I'm familiar. And we lived on the South Side. We had a house over there. So I'm familiar with, with Chicago. Yeah, you definitely are well-rounded. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just say that. Um, anyway, yeah. So, um, thank you, Doris, for thank you this blessing because it was it's just really fun talking to you, man. It's just so fun. I love it. Thank you, thank you so much, and um, hopefully we um, we can connect again. And again, remember, folks can go to Forty Second Moon Street and um, you know get those tickets to view the show online. Thank you again. And thank you guys for tuning in. You can watch this on YouTube. Make sure you like, subscribe, and comment. And also to check this episode out on iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, iTunes, and Pandora, Spotify, and so many others. Wherever there's podcasts, and you can watch this. All right? Peace. All right.